0: I'm now joined by Joanne Bianco, Client Portfolio Manager at Bond Blocks, who back in February, they launched their first seven ETFs. These are all single sector high yield bond ETFs. And then they have since followed that up with four additional ETF launches, including single credit rating high yield bond ETFs. So 11 ETFs in all, about 300 million in assets. And Joanne is now on the line with me from Chicago. Joanne, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you very much for having me on your podcast today, Nate.
0: You, you know, so it's interesting. I've long said that there is a ton of white space in fixed income ETFs, right? There's still plenty of room to innovate. And from my perspective, I think these recent launches from bond Blocks are really the perfect example of that. And so I thought to begin, uh, perhaps tell us a little bit more about the backstory uh, of BondBlocks. So you are the first ETF issuer, 100% focused on bond ETFs. I know there's a highly impressive uh, leadership team in place. So what's the backstory on getting involved in ETFs?
1: Yeah, well, to answer your question, Bond Blocks was founded less than a year ago by a team of industry veterans who realized that there was this meaningful gap between the needs of fixed income investors in the ETF space and the products available to them. So, in terms of the backgrounds of the six co-founders that I work with, in their past positions, they've they've overseen the creation of a number like 350 ETFs, totaling a trillion in dollars, a trillion dollars in assets under management. So, there is deep experience and expertise on this team, uh, many of whom have known each other and are worked together for the past uh, 15 to 25 years, and they have. Leadership, they've held leadership positions in some of the industry's most established firms in the ETF business, including uh, BlackRock's iShares, State Street, Goldman Sachs, and JP Morgan. So uh, they've spent their years, their careers, challenging the status quo with first to market products, as, as well as the insights in how to use them. And, you know, they also have the organizational know how in terms of. How to launch new products and how to run this company and as you said um, our singular mission is to carve out a niche in the fixed income etf space um, and with bond blocks that we are the first firm with a sole focus on fixed e- income etfs um, and we're not trying to beat the established players at their own game but we're trying we are offering products that they are not and that's the, the pattern that you'll see in all of our product launches uh, we have ongoing conversations with all types of investors to figure out the type of product gaps that they're seeing in the fixed income space. And then we design and launch products to address these gaps.
0: Yeah, so let's look at some of those products. And I do want to start with a single sector bond ETFs. Again, very unique okay. uh, entrance; These hadn't previously existed. And I thought as an example, let's take the bond blocks, U.S. dollar high yield bond energy sector ETF, ticker XHYE. Just walk us through the basics of this one. What what is this designed to do?
1: Okay. Um, this one, um, our high yield energy ETF, which has the ticker X H Y E, as you said, it seeks to track the results of the ICE B of A diversified US Cash Pay High Yield Energy Index. Uh, right now it holds hundred and thirteen different companies and they're engaged in the major industry subsectors such as gas distribution, exploration and production, um, oil field equipment and services, and then the final one is oil refining and marketing. Around um, 64% of this ETF is rated double B, so it is one of our higher average credit quality industry sector ETFs. It also has a a fair number of rising stars in it currently or high-yield names that could be upgraded back to investment grade, including names such as Uh, Occidental Petroleum, Western Midstream, EQM Midstream, just to name a few.
0: Okay, and then in terms of just the the sector coverage here, so that's energy. I'm showing that you Mm -hmm. also cover consumer cyclicals, consumer non-cyclicals, healthcare, uh, the financial and REIT sector, uh, industrials, and then telecom, media, and tech. Um, Talk about using these in a portfolio. So obviously, these do offer more granular exposure, right? It's more precise exposure, so, how do you see these being used? What are some potential use cases?
1: Right, you know they're they're designed to empower investors to execute execute their industry views with in high yield with more precision, you know, while also benefiting from the transparency, efficiency, low cost, and on exchange liquidity that that all ETFs deliver. And, you know, as you know, and as all investors know in, in high yield or in other asset classes, the industry positioning decisions that portfolio managers make have very significant implications for their their performance. And our analysis of the past 25 years of performance in high yield indicates that there is meaningful dispersion between the different industry sectors. So our products are designed to, to help portfolio managers build these kind of precision exposures. Um, in terms of use cases, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that you asked this, que- this question. There's, there are many use cases for our industry sector ETFs, and we've split them into three broad categories for simplicity's sake, the first one being for active or tactical positioning, the second one for liquidity management, and the third one for diversification purposes. So, okay, giving you more detail on the first category, which is active or tactical positioning. Investors can use our sector ETFs to express their views as to where we are in the credit cycle. They can, fig- by figuring out which industries they want to overweight or underweight. They can also uh, utilize our more specialized ETFs to take off broad sector um, ETF exposure, and then redeploy into the sector or sectors of their choice. And this could help them more closely align with their, their views of relative value, their views of risk. Um, and then they, you know, another active positioning strategy they could take is, you know, they could rapidly implement short-term tradi- trading sh- strategies, you know, faster than they could do with um, individual cash bonds. Um, And then moving on to the liquidity management category, Uh, obviously they can manage the liquidity needs that arise from fund flows, and there's the potential for execution advantages versus cash bond markets, especially during volatile or less liquid environments. They could also utilize our ETFs as investment placeholders while sourcing new bonds or waiting for new issue supply. And then finally, they can... Uh, you know, uh, this is something that as my former life as a portfolio manager, I think our ETFs could be very helpful in helping managers facilitate the ramp-up of new mand- mandates. They could get the industry exposure they want quickly this way. Um, okay, and then moving on finally to the, the third category, diversification. Y- y- investors could utilize our ETFs with the goal of reducing the idiosyncratic risk that they experience from individual security. Any or all of our sector ETFs uh, provide possible diversification benefits for investors.
0: Yeah. And Joanne, on that last point in terms of diversification is I think about mm-hmm. long term investors and how they may use these in a diversified portfolio. I, I mean, it sounds like it's the same concept as a sector equity ETF, right, where somebody may want to overweight right. or underweight uh, to a, a particular area. And I, I guess on that note, You you know, as I was thinking about our conversation, obviously, sector ETFs on the equity side have been around for a long time, and, and they're pretty popular when you look at assets. I'm curious, what took so long on the fixed income side? Why hadn't these been done by somebody before?
1: Yeah, you are definitely correct. Similar products have existed for decades in the equities market. But until recently, fixed income investors looking to execute targeted views through ETFs have not had the ability to do so. I think the difference now is that the modernization of the fixed income markets over the past decade has has created new opportunities for targeted products like ours, Um, specifically innovations in trading technology, pricing data, even better analytics have, have transformed the fixed income markets. And so they have now created new opportunities for the development of institutional quality targeted fixed income products that our investors are looking for and we are looking to create.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because ETFs are often pointed to as one of the, the reasons why the bond market has been coming out of the dark ages, that uh, you are mm-hmm. seeing these innovations in market pricing and technology. Right. And it's it's not necessarily as opaque as it was in the past. Let, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you the, uh, the, the old cliche bond ETF question. Uh, do you have <laughs> okay. any concerns wrapping high-yield bonds in an ETF? And I'll say, just just to be clear, from my perspective, I feel like we should be well past the point of, uh, of fear mongering here, especially after the way bond ETFs acquitted themselves during the COVID crash. But any concerns at all with the, uh, the quote-unquote uh, mismatch in liquidity and, and those sorts
1: of things? Uh, well, we don't have concerns. We don't think the market should have concerns. We do get asked this question all the time. It's obviously a fair question. Um, The thing to understand is that in in the past, like over 15 years since high-yield ETFs were introduced, they have demonstrated the ability to track their benchmarks and operate successfully during a myriad of challenging market environments, not only the COVID crash of 2020, but also the financial crisis in 2008 and 9, and the market drawdown this year, it's been a very challenging market environment in high-yield. Um, in fact, in times of market turmoil, when liquidity in cash bonds and high yield dries up, we've seen that high yield ETFs have become uh, one of the price discovery mechanisms for the market. And, you know, obviously what we mean by this is that market participants can more easily turn to high yield ETFs for liquidity than they can in individual cash bonds during periods of turmoil. And there's transparency, the underlying securities are priced daily. I mean, the Fed itself demonstrated their support of the ETF wrapper for corporate bonds by their purchases of corporate ETFs in the spring of 2020.
0: No, I completely agree. And I've, I've pounded the table on all of those points over the past uh, couple of yeah. years. But I always think it's good to address them, and especially given your background, yeah. you know, having been a, a manager in the high-yield space and then now on the ETF side, I thought you'd have a good perspective there. Uh, Joanne, just a couple of minutes left. The other ETFs you offer... Include the Bond Blocks JP Morgan US Dollar Emerging Markets 1 to 10 year bond ETF ticker, XEMD. That's currently your most popular ETF by assets. And then there are three single credit rating bond ETFs, such as the Bond Blocks double B rated US Dollar High Yield Corporate Bond ETF ticker, XBB. XBB. Um, any quick comments you want to offer on these? I guess particularly sure. on the category rated funds.
1: Sure. You know, when you think of an active portfolio manager, you probably don't think of passively managed ETFs, but in fact, our specialized credit rating category ETFs can be a great tool for investors to express active views. You know, our funds have a host of benefits that can enable uh, investors, just like our industry funds, to express views on credit quality, in this case, or where we are in the credit cycle. You know, they could decide to overweight double Bs if they want less risk in high yields, or add risk to their profile with triple Cs. Or finally, like right in the middle, what we sometimes call the Goldilocks of high yield single Bs. You know, They have lower interest rate risk than double Bs, stronger credit profiles, the, and lower default risk than triple Cs. And then they're presently at a yield advantage versus broad high yield indices.
0: Well, you know, again, it's just amazing to me as I look at the bond blocks line up, just the ability for investors to get more surgical in terms of their exposure. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what Bond Blocks is is offering. You may have heard me mention this earlier. I really think Bond Blocks is in the running for best new ETF issuer this year. I just love seeing the innovation, (laughs) especially in fixed income. But Joanne, we'll have to leave it there. Again, a pleasure to connect. Uh, Best of luck to you, and thank you for joining me. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me.
0: That was Joanne Bianco, Client Portfolio Manager at Bond Blocks.